0: Hey everybody, cheers and welcome back to China on the Rocks. I'm
1: here with Kelvin.
2: Uh, Ip. Hi, I'm Kelvin uh, from Street Kings and Crimson Penguin. And I'm also here with Anna Souza.
1: Hello, I'm Anna and I'm opening a cocktail bar in downtown Shanghai called Post Nobles. Hopefully soon. And I'm glad to be here, thank you for having me, guys. Cheers, and
2: Cheers, guys.
0: As is our custom, we're going to have a quick shot of whiskey.
1: It's right maker's mark
0: this time, so it's a little bit different. Ooh. Okay, so we are not recording the taco truck. We're actually in Anna's beautiful bar called Post No Bills. We're on Wuding Liu. Uh We're on Wooding Loo. So Wuding Road between Jiaozou Road and Yamping Road.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, it's like I live in this neighborhood, so I know exactly I know, you're a neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the exact address here?
1: Nine seven zero nine seven two Wuding Road. Okay, and how would you
0: describe this place? Now the bar is not open, and this is why we wanted to record with Anna, because we just came out of a crazy post-COVID situation in China. This is 2022. We're in August, and we wanted to put the we wanted to let people know back in the world what's going on here. So first off, what's the idea for the bar?
1: So, I wanted to do something casual but also like crafty about cocktails. So we're basically call ourselves a cocktail bar with an attitude. And it's supposed to be artsy and rock and' roll and have the neighborhood bar vibe, but still have a really good cocktail program. still have a lot of craft and cool spirits, do a lot of collaborations with people like Kelvin and like other local food and drinks people, work with brands and all that. so. Yeah, we're hoping to open soon. We got caught in the middle of this lockdown. We actually signed the lease before lockdown, so I've been dealing with a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> now, the idea for Post No
0: Bills, where would you get the name from?
1: So I always thought I wanted something that was rebellious and punk, but not political. And I always thought that it was really funny when people have property and they put Post No Bills, and it's kind of like, what is, what's going to happen if I do? Right, So I thought it was a way to be like a very inconsequential form of rebellion, like a really small type of punk. So I wanted to have a name that embodied it, and also the whole outside is very bare, but once you come inside, everything is full of bills posted. The whole place is vandalized and full of art and stickers, and that's the contrast we kind of wanted. So it's kind of sarcastic, like... Sure. What are you going to do if I post some (laughs) bills? Yeah,
0: I mean, looking at it, it's very, like, Banksy-esque, or, uh, you know, it's a lot of cool, like, street art. Like, almost, it wouldn't be uncomfortable to see, like, a Basquiat painting here or something like that. Yeah. Like, it really Mm -hmm. melts in with, like, street art and, like, almost like a, you turn pictures out of, uh, pages out of Big Brother. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, really skater-punk, but still uh, refined, exposed concrete kind of place. Very colorful in a nice way. There's a lot of Bill Murray vibes
1: everywhere. <laughs> He's just the best Bill, okay? We had to choose one. Like, half of them are canceled.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair point. Uh, bill Preston Esquire, my favorite Bill, <laughs> which I did post.
1: People uh, voted for People it. did okay. vote.
0: So, okay, so now we're in post-lockdown China. One of the reasons we also have Kelvin with us is he does a lot of pop-ups with a fantastic company called Street King's. So, you've had pop-ups already since post-lockdown yeah. and pre-lockdown. <clears throat> yeah. Now, as people listening at home might not know, Shanghai was closed for three months with a really draconian lockdown, which meant we couldn't leave our front doors. People were starving to death. It was a nightmare. We recorded a podcast during the duration on Zoom calls. This was our first podcast in person. And as you noticed, there's a couple people missing. Alicia uh, Bagels is back in the U.S. right now she's hoping to return soon. And Helena is off on a tropical vacation somewhere, <laughs> living her best life. Sonia? So, probably Sonia, no? no. No? No? She's she's
1: here. Well, <laughs> Kelvin's not good at yes Anne, so we'll keep with <laughs> with
0: Uh So, Kelvin, so post, or oh, sorry, pre-lockdown, what was a pop-up like for you? Uh, and explain a pop-up to the people that don't know. Yeah,
2: so a pop-up is basically where we come up with our own menu and we cook some cool foods that... You know, for for me personally, I like to do things that um, might not necessarily be in crazy demand, but it's something that I personally really want to cook. And it tends to be actually an a main point the other day. It tends to be very unhealthy, but <laughs> super hearty food. Um, but yeah, so Street Kings actually came around after the first quote unquote lockdown in Shanghai uh, back in twenty twenty, and uh, during that time. You know, uh, it wasn't as strict of of a lockdown as it was this time, but, you know, people hadn't gone out for about two, I want to say two months, and everyone missed going to events, and a lot of events weren't being allowed at the time, so Street Kings was kind of um, trying to bring that back, and also leading up to this time, uh, a lot of street vendors were getting rushed off the streets. Uh there used to be a lot of street vendors in Shanghai, people who would make uh skewers on the streets, fried rice and stuff like that. Uh but that's kinda gone now. Most of them are in proper venues and stuff like that. Uh so yeah, you know, with the city gentrifying, um, a lot of that is gone. So I wanted to bring this kind of street vibe into a restaurant. Uh so the first time we did it after the first lockdown, um, there was, like, a really big demand for it because people just wanted something different, you know? People wanted a reason to gather at a bar. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the same kind of vibe this time around, but it's, it is a little bit different in the sense that I think there are a portion of people who are still a little bit scared to gather, so you're not getting as big of a crowd these days? A lot
1: of people left.
2: That, that too. A lot of people have a left. huge, this massive uh, exodus from Shanghai. I
1: would yeah. say probably from my network of people, close to 50%. And people will come back. There will be a new influx of people, but it's delayed right now. So I think right now there's the exodus and there isn't the, the re-entry, right? So the, the, the fresh meat's not coming in. But I think that maybe in another four months maybe, then we're gonna have an influx of new people. But right now it's kind of empty.
2: We are in a bit of a limbo right now. For
0: now, since 2019, uh, travel from China has basically been blocked. You can leave, but it's really a pain to get back in. There's no tourist visas being let in. There's a lot of uh, travel restrictions. And so a lot of people during this lockdown left because to be honest, it was ridiculous. Um, Now with that said, A pop-up, you didn't understand also, is an event, uh, It's a restaurant or bar would have like a separate private, not private, but a guest chef or a guest bartender show up and do an event there. So kind of like what you saw with the cupcakes with the two bro girls. So if you know what that is, they started doing pop-ups for the cupcake events. So it's basically the easy way of what a pop-up is. I think Calvin is fantastic with his team at doing pop-ups. For Talkalicious, I remember when we opened, We were allowed to open on June 1st, but only for the outdoor seating. And that was very, very busy. It was crazy, but we were only allowed outside. In Shanghai, we have a very strong FDA, which is the Federal uh, Food and Drug Administration. So these are Anna's best friends right now. As Anna's trying to open a bar, she's getting a lot of pushback from these guys who have to take their job very seriously because there's a zero COVID approach here. So what the FDA will do with Anna, whose bar's not open yet, she's waiting FDA approval, will be... Give us some examples of, of what you're experiencing day to
1: Okay, I call them the stormtroopers because they behave like stormtroopers. They come in a little posse of three or four, and they come wearing goggles and N95 masks and face shields and gloves, and they hold their little clipboards and their uniforms, and they march in unison. They have body cams. <laughs> uh, so they, they don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> But they are they're really difficult. Shanghai always had one of the highest like food safety standards in China for sure. And I think it's been increasing more and more in the last like five years. And especially now with COVID they're being really, really strict. Although I'm on the licensing stage, so they're not really checking much on that. They're checking more like kitchen design and bar design and everything being clean and set up and proper. But they'll find a problem with literally the smallest things and a lot of them make sense but a lot of the problems don't make sense they're not real problems and uh it's a very tedious paperwork kind of thing so it's uh we've been working with them for two weeks now and we're still waiting for our license to be able to open and yeah my best friends are stormtroopers (laughs)
0: now how long has this process been going you started this when did you actually sign the papers on this location
1: so i signed the papers in march Uh, Of this
0: year.
1: Yes. 2022. Uh, Yes. And uh, the handover, funny enough, was the last week of March. So I got the keys for the place and I tried to start doing, um, how do you call that, Uh, demolition from the old tenant. And my workers already couldn't start doing the construction, the demolition, because they are from further districts. And they were having weird 24-hour, 48-hour lockdowns. So... We were kind of waiting a little bit to start on the 1st of April, and then the 1st of April came, and the big lockdown started. So we ended up losing three months of rent in the process. We are on a private-owned property, so the government did not give you free rent. They gave you free rent to uh, (coughs) government-owned properties. And, uh, yeah, it's been the struggle. Uh, But, yeah, with the FTA, it's also been months, because before you start your construction, you need to get your design approved by them to make sure everything is in the right place and all that, so we got that done and then we finished about two, three weeks ago and we're just waiting for them now.
0: Yeah, so basically we're sitting in a fully realized, fully finished bar, just not open yet. So it's just waiting for some paperwork for Anna. I mean, we've all had to go through these things if you have a physical uh, brick and mortar location. Uh, for Kelvin, with the pop-ups, he just shows up in a place that's already built, which is very cool, you know? So it gives it a different kind of vibe. Now, Anna doesn't have customers yet. I have customers. But for
2: Kelvin, he's moving around a lot, what kind of customers are you seeing? Who are your the people you're serving now? Uh, so we actually have our own following as well because we've racked up quite a few pop-ups under our belt now. But uh, also one of the cool things about literally popping up at different locations is that every location has their own following and every location has their regulars so it's kind of cool serving uh, of course my own regulars but also the restaurants regulars as well you come across a lot of different people uh, you like for example most recently i did one at tap that which is a beer place Uh, the only other beer location i've ever uh, done a pop-up at was mckeller Um, so usually i'm at cocktail bars or restaurants and stuff like that so the crowd is definitely very different, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's always fun seeing different crowds. But um, going back to the FDA thing, I think as well, you know, for obviously for Logan and Anna who have their own locations, um, they have to deal with it a lot more. But one of the things I have noticed post lockdown is that, and don't get me wrong, the FDA has always been very strict in Shanghai, but I've noticed post-lockdown that they've become even stricter, in a sense, in in a way where I feel like they're showing up more often. Like, yeah, before lockdown, um, I've been able to do pop-ups where the FDA just doesn't show up at all. And I feel like every place that I'm doing a pop-up at, or even doing a guest shift, um, sometimes with Crimson Pangolin, I'll bartend at different places, uh, you do see a lot more... Not just FDA, but authority rolling through. City the,
1: management. Yeah,
2: exactly. So I think that's another extra thing that Anna's been having to deal with recently because.
1: Yeah, although the city management people, I find them easier to deal with because they are a little bit less bureaucratic. Like you can get their phone number, you can kind of call them and ask questions, and you have a direct person because their departments are smaller. So there is a city management office for every set amount of blocks. So they have a much smaller area than the FTA has for this whole neighborhood. So they tend to be much more personal. So you you kind of have a contact person, a point person that you talk to. So it's much easier to get things done while the FTA is this big machine basically, right? Right. So city management is in charge for all the COVID policies now. So they are the ones that make you put the QR code on the door. So for people that don't know, right now everybody uh, that works in F&B needs to do a daily test we have an app on our phones that has a QR code, and it shows when the last time of your app was, so, sorry, a test. So you scan the code and you get in the test, like a QR code, and then the results will be on, on this app. If you work in f you need 24 hours. And if you're a customer, you need uh, three days. 72 hours, Yeah, 72 basically. hours, basically, yeah. And, um, and if you don't have that, basically,
0: GTF.
1: Yeah, you can't get in. And the way that we check it is we have uh, every establishment has a, a QR code for the location we put at the door. When a customer scans, it shows that they have checked into your place, so that can be used in the future for contact tracing. But it also shows when was their last test and if they are approved to come in. And city management comes to check uh, those logs. So they come to check how many customers you had that tonight, they compare that with how many people scanned in, if everybody had the right time of test, and blah, blah, blah. So they've been coming to check quite often in the evenings. They will just come and take a look around and assess that there's 50 people, so there should be a minimum of 50 scans. And they basically check your records and all that.
0: And what they'll do with that, actually, they've done it at Toplicious, but they'll go and compare it to the amount of tickets we have open or closed in a register. So mm-hmm. that's like the backup thing. They look... I mean... With the city management, they're okay. With the FDA, you get people that are good, people that are bad, people that are come in and make up their own rules. Oh, yeah. And then they've come in and said stuff to us, and we're like, yeah, basically fuck off. Like, yeah. show us the paperwork, or you, you're in charge of anything. Because you'll have somebody else come 10 minutes later and say, oh, yeah, you could do this. So the first lockdown, in di- different districts, also it's different rules, which is a, a kind of a headache, but... In Shuei, which is a different district than we're in now...
1: I was there on lockdown.
0: That's where you were in lockdown. We're in Jing'an District right now, uh, where Takalicious is, and Post No Bills is in Jing'an District. Uh, That's more of the commercial downtown and the retail downtown of Shanghai. Shuei is a little bit more residential, but still a lot of restaurants and bars. It's the former French concession. But that was uh, different management uh, for the city and for the FDA. Would have different regulations that were never really,
1: really... Honestly, it was whichever way the wind blew. I was locked for two weeks extra than Logan because I was in a different district.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, with all that said, now that we're out of it, we've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. We're allowed to uh, gather. We're allowed to do stuff a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's still a little bit apprehensive. And as Kelvin pointed out, people sometimes want to avoid crowds, yeah. which is 100% fair. Uh, the lockdowns are still in everybody's... back of everybody's mind. We're seeing... A new generation or a new influx of of customers for bars and restaurants. Yeah. So what are you hoping? What is, What is your projection for your customer type?
1: Oh well, I'm in a very foreign friendly area, so I think we're gonna be a split. I'm aiming for Chinese customers, cause it's how the, how you should aim your business. To be honest, you're in China. Also, they have a bigger buying power. They tend to go out more often and more consistently. So I'm looking for a 50-50 split. I'm probably looking to a lot of internationalized, well-traveled Chinese that will get the concept. And foreigners. This area is impossible to avoid foreigners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm looking for like, professionals. I think it's going to be, and I, I don't think I'm going to have a super young crowd. I'm thinking like late 20s to mid to late 30s, early 40s. It's well, kind that's, of a that's crowd. let's I mean, yeah. just uh,
0: paint a little picture for the listeners back at home as well. Um, across the street from us is two very successful bar restaurants. Uh, we're looking from where I'm sitting. I'm looking at a place called Sip and another place called Bites and
1: Brews. And Barbarian, right next. Barbarian
0: is right there. Then you have uh, Wooding and Yamping is all restaurants and bars. On the other side of us, you have a, a Vietnam Vietnamese restaurant. You have down French the street French bistro French So this is really a little F and B hub. Without being in a center. so a lot of the F and b is moving to more of uh, concrete locations that are basically like a plaza, if you will, or something like that of like all f and b locations. This is still an accessible street.
1: yeah, yeah, i'm I'm not on a compound. I'm on a, a I'm compound. on the street front, yeah, but uh, but it's it's this area is very f and b, so we all kind of tied together on the noise complaints. It's kind of a blame of us all, no one person specifically. Right. Um, also the area is developing even more i think people are tired of being in residential areas in shanghai and getting too many troubles with the neighbors that it's almost easier to move in an area that has all the bars around you so then you can kind of like work together and the area becomes more and more commercial uh koa top 50 best bars in the world just opened their shanghai location just around the corner from here so you know I don't know the distance, but like 50 uh, meters. 20, I don't know. Yeah, 200. About 200 meters, yeah. 200 meters, now, it's less. But sure, 100 meters. Let's settle in the middle. Uh, but yeah, just around the corner. And so this a is a
0: well-saturated area. It's a cool area for what it is. Everything is very hip here. I've been in this area now. I've been in Shanghai for 12 years, and I've been in this area for about eight years. So I've seen it really develop. Um, Tacalicious is about 20 minutes oh sorry eight minutes by bicycle
1: 12 minutes by 12 to 15 minutes by walking distance i'm a snob i like shui i hang out in the former french concession i'm a hipster <laughs> but um yeah no the problem with the french concession i initially wanted to open a bar there but because of district there's too many rules there because it's all very old people living in this old french houses yeah. You have the romanticism of how pretty the houses are and how cool we have with the places like Spicklow down there and Union Trading Company, uh, but I just couldn't find a location that either could be licensable or had a license or didn't have a neighbor basically inside your bar, and I knew it would be trouble, so then I settled for the commercial area. <laughs>
2: um, for our listeners back home, uh, Shugui is another district that's the neighboring district to where we are right now, Jing'an. So as Anna said, we're in the more commercial part of town, whereas Shu is more historic buildings, a lot of uh, families that have lived there for generations, a lot of really, really old buildings, a um, lot of history out there as well. A lot well. of parks. A lot of parks. Um, and there used to be, I would say, there used to be a pretty even split of the F&B scene between Jing'an and Shu Hui. Um, it still exists out in Xu Hui, but as Anna said, it's getting harder and harder because, you know, they want to preserve the historic part of it. They want to preserve the, I guess, quietness. Quietness that, that of it, yeah. the older people in the area are looking for. Uh, so it's not like it's impossible to open bars and restaurants out there, but it's definitely not as easy as it is in Jing'an, I would say.
1: Yeah. Jing'an is definitely easier, so I, I sold out. <laughs> oh,
2: it's
0: the way to go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so guys, what do we think for the future of Shanghai? In terms of F&B, looking at it, where we are right now, uh, what's our forecast? Obviously, you're opening a place, so there's a lot of optimism, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope so you're optimistic. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm decently optimistic. I'm not like a ball of optimism. I think as the lockdown was really tiring for everybody, like, emotionally. Like, I think everyone everyone developed anxiety <laughs> everyone got stressed and everyone came out kind of untrusty and then when you watch everybody that broke over the lockdown leave it kind of had that bleak feeling that is everybody leaving am I going to be the one of five people left <laughs> and, but now the things are like quarantine is getting smaller visas are opening up flights are restarting and you kind of can see the lights that within a year we're going to have a, a a big new influx of people and probably a, a sense of normality back. I'm getting hopeful.
0: I do not see a big influx of people unless they're English teachers. Nobody's coming here.
1: But there's a lot of international schools and a lot of staff. And there's a lot of companies that like no, halted their international work here. Most international
0: companies are going away. I mean,
1: yeah, but for the people I've seen return, a lot of people are coming back to New roles like I've seen people coming like in the fashion industry. A lot of people just get transferred here, just move back. Some people return. They left for a couple of years because of COVID. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of international schools, and then we have all the people that work for multinational manufacturing that needs people here. So I think, I
0: think multinational manufacturing is being phased out to the subcontinent of India. That's, that's- <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure, are we going to get into like a socioeconomic political discussion? mean, that's,
0: uh, the lockdown did have uh, adverse effects for the economy. It's a real thing. Yeah. And I think that that is something as a restaurateur you have to look into. Later.
1: no, I don't think we're gonna have an influx like we used to have, like pre entire COVID pre two thousand nineteen. But I also think that since two thousand nineteen to now is gonna be a relative increase next year than this past couple of years have been.
0: Well, that's why I think this is the year of the tiger, and it's China. The Chinese people are educated enough. Like I don't need. I think it's more important to focus on local people that are just yeah. here. that's what yeah. I said. Like a you know, split. Yeah. It's a, like for us, it's delicious. Right now, it's like a sixty forty, trending local.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we'd like it to be like eighty twenty. Yeah. Like it, when I had punch, if I would have ninety ten, ninety percent uh, local, would be perfect.
1: Oh no! Of course, we all want that, but like also more thinking of quality of life and our sanity of just like having friends. All my friends are leaving. I only have you guys left. Yeah. I have like a handful. <laughs>
2: Um, something else that, like, Logan mentioned earlier about, you know, how there's a bit more of a sense of normality these days um, in, in Shanghai. Uh, it didn't, like, obviously, it didn't just happen overnight. like no. We came out of the lockdown, and there was definitely a weird period of time where none of us really knew what was going on. Like, and and to be honest, I don't think... Even the local authority knew what was going on. No, yeah. There was a lot of weird policies, and we didn't know what was an actual policy and what wasn't. So there was a, there were a lot of people staying in. There were a lot of places that were open for literally... There was one time where um, I was supposed to meet Logan at Licious because he was going to make drinks, uh, serving them out of the door. Yeah. And literally, he left me for half an hour. I texted him. Out and front he, of here, actually. We were in front
0: of this location.
2: Right, we were, we were standing right here, and Logan was like, I'm gonna go set up first. And within half an hour, he texted me and was like, yeah, no, we're shut for the night. Like, So a lot of that was going on for a few nights. Yeah. Uh, for, for a few weeks, actually. And now we're finally getting a little bit more of a sense of normality, like Anna was saying. And on top of that, we're starting to hear some positive news here and there as well. Um, most recently, they mentioned that uh, Macau is now open to foreigners. They're now allowing students to get student visas here again.
1: Business visas are back.
2: Yeah, business visas are back. So I think they're, you know, they're more open to an influx. The yeah. question is whether or not that influx will actually happen after.
1: I still think it's going to be higher than 2020 and 2021. And even this year, I'm saying nobody came. Like, how many new people oh, arrived within this, this couple <laughs> years, right? So that's what I'm saying. There will be a big influx relative to these couple of years. It's just like 2020, 2021, 2022 even. Because I think I've met one new person in these three years. <laughs> yeah i think
0: what we're getting is a lot of people from other cities are coming to shanghai yeah which just some new
1: people hey still new people yeah still an influx That's i don't care like, move from beijing to here i'm i'm i've been
2: seeing a lot of that too um especially within our industry there's a lot of people leaving certain positions at different companies and businesses and there's this void you know so you have these people who are equally as qualified from second or third tier cities around china who are trying to come in and fill this void. So basically, I think we're wrapping up what we want
0: to talk about today, which is Anna's new bar, how it is to open a new venue in Shanghai post COVID, post lockdown. I think the hardest challenges, Anna said, is FTA and getting everything approved and making sure it's done the right way, which any business owner anywhere in the world wants to assure themselves of. We always want to do it above board, right?
1: Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's complicated. There, there was a lot of problems. Again, we lost a lot of money over the lockdown, and finding staff is incredibly difficult because a lot of the local staff that we have come from other states and other provinces, and a lot of them also left Shanghai. They also moved back to their home states or other states, so we're having a shortage of talent and yeah, following the rules and now the new rules and the unspoken rules and the rules they are not on paper anywhere and all the FTA city management and all of the fun stuff. Uh, it's been a lot, but yeah, we're hopefully opening next week and then hopefully we get a lot of people and we do well and that's the plan. <laughs>
0: well, where can we find you, uh, Anna, online?
1: So we are on Instagram at pmb.shanghai. What's laughing there. at? It. I'm not there. No, no. Go on, go on. Okay. That's it, yeah. You can find us there. Well, we're also on uh, Facebook under Post No Bills Shanghai.
0: Okay, great. Do you have a WeChat address as well? Is there an official it's, WeChat yet? Yeah, we have an
1: official account. It's Post No Bills. And just search under official accounts. and you'll find it right there. Okay, cool.
2: Kelpin, how do we find uh, Street Kings? You just show up to my pop ups. We don't have any online social media. You have either. no social media. <laughs> no. We do have a group chat that our followers do join in on um, where I, I actually just realized today I never responded to Anna's most recent message so the group chat's very awkward right now. Because <laughs> it's her going, Oh no, I missed I missed the peanut butter and jelly hot dog and
1: yeah. Okay guys, he made a peanut butter, jelly and jalapeno hot dog that sounded amazing and I really wanted to go grab one but I was working late and I missed the pop up and I just sat on the group that I was so sad that i missed it if nobody replied.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's on me. Um, yeah what about Talkalicious Uh, Talkalicious we just did a whole new outdoor furniture thing we
0: have brand new menus coming soon we're on Talkalicious.sh for Instagram for Facebook Um, and then you can find us at China on the Rocks at core China core
1: I forget, actually, just find us, just look us <laughs> up, just Google us. Well, if you're listening to this, you already found us.
0: Yeah, if you're listening to this, you've already found us. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on everything that has podcasts, we're on it. Uh, guys, well, once again, thank you very much, thank you for Anna for joining us, Kelvin for co-hosting, and I guess we'll see everybody again soon. Yeah. On to the next drink. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Kevin, this us out.